You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Matty B, a.k.a. Matthew Baltzell, and you are listening to Real Estate Journeys. Welcome back. And for those people that have never listened, you're in for a treat. This podcast specializes in the new real estate investor, someone that's looking to grow their brand and their business to new all-time highs. So far on the show, we've had many great guests, and we've covered such topics as investing in international real estate in emerging markets, deal sourcing, capital raising, networking, and we've got so much more to cover to help you out. So... With all that said, I'd like to read you some of the reviews that we've gotten thus far on the show. This review is from 4000 West Creative Studios. I just want to take a quick minute to thank you for this amazing show. We run a production studio in North Hollywood, and I wish we would have came across this podcast show before we started our company. It would have saved us in many ways. Keep up the good work, and thank you for your honest stories and testimonies. And here's another review from Real Estate Fly Guy. This podcast is definitely worth a listen. It's in the early stages and keeps getting better. Covers great topics. Very insightful. Do yourself a favor and give it a listen. Ah, thanks, Real Estate Fly Guy. Five stars. Keep those reviews coming, guys. They are greatly appreciated and they do help out the show. So if you do find any value in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and give the show a five-star review. Once again, the first eight weeks are very crucial and your review is greatly appreciated. With that said, I'd like to introduce you to today's guest, Alina Trigrup. Alina is the founder and managing partner of Samo Financial. It's a boutique private equity firm specializing in helping a select group of passively invest in commercial real estate. Alina welcomes warm introductions of accredited investors that are one, looking to preserve their wealth, two, to find ways to save on taxes, and three, to make additional passive streams of income. Alina is the founder of two meetup groups, The Power of Passive Investing to Real Estate, which gathers in New York and New Jersey. Alina also hosts a virtual meetup by the same title for women. Alina has helped her clients to acquire and invest over 1,187 apartment doors, over 500 storage units, and has a fund focused on mobile home parks with a valuation of over $5 million. With all that said, let's welcome Alina Trigub to the show. All right, let's welcome Alina Trigub from Samo Financial to the show. Alina, how are you doing today? Hi, Matthew. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on our show as well. Um, Alina, can you give me a little bit about uh, who you are and tell us about your real estate journey thus far? Absolutely. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Alina Trigup, and as Matthew mentioned, um, I'm a former tax accountant with Big Four experience. I later switched my career to the information technology world to become a liaison between the business and technology professionals. This field made me realize that we're, for the most part, working with other people. So if you want to achieve anything in this world, having a full understanding of how the relationships get established and maintained is absolutely critical for success. So with that in mind, and with a personal problem to diversify out of Wall Street, I started my journey of finding a way out of the stock market. This has been my main concern for many, many years. Um, you know, the fact that all of our personal investments are in the stock market. And I have seen a number of significant and not so significant stock market crashes, including the one we saw um, in late 2018. And, uh, you know, my main concerns were about um, diversifying out of uh, Wall Street and finding ways to mainly conserve wealth and find ways to save on taxes. So real estate has been on my mind for many years, and I finally decided to give it a try and conducted an, an extensive research that led me to bigger pockets, which in turn led me to find the world of syndications. So I, I started my investing journey as an equity partner in someone else's syndications. And later I realized how great and conservative the strategy was. Not only it allowed me to preserve wealth, but it also offered uh, some residual income and tax benefits. So out of this um, an idea, uh, my business was born. I decided to start my own company whose mission is to help select group of investors to preserve their wealth and to build passive income while utilizing tax saving strategies. So today I concentrate on helping busy professionals and business owners that are looking to manage their wealth but don't necessarily have the bandwidth to do so by offering them a recession-proof real estate investing strategies, as well as helping them to invest in various commercial asset classes that are counter-cyclical to the economy. Mm. So and when, when that, that, that's very good. So when was the first time you uh, became an equity partner? This was roughly about six years ago. Six years ago. And then for Samo Financial, how long has your company been around? Um, it's been slightly over a year, so I started in January of 2018. Okay, nice. And then you were talking about um, the developing relationships and uh, with with uh, investors. Can you go? Can you expand a little bit more about that and how you kind of go about doing that? Sure. Uh, so as I mentioned, um, real estate, uh, just like a lot of other. Um, industries is a people business. So it's extremely important not to, um, you know, blindly just walk over to any person and say, hey, you want to invest with us. But it's very, very important to establish the relationship first and have the 
rapport uh, with each person you're dealing with to understand not only you know how, how big the wallet of that person is which should be you know the, the last priority but the first and foremost priority should be to understand who you're dealing with um you know what's that person is about um talk about their family their education their professional background and basically get to know each other um you know what's uh, that person interests, uh, what are they looking for, what kind of investments they want to invest in, um, what kind of horizon are we talking about, are they looking for something short term or they have 20-30 years ahead of them um, and you know get a full understanding like a, a full 360 view of uh, what that person is about, whether they have family and uh, what are they looking to achieve and when are they looking to, to achieve it uh, by. Uh, because Again, each and every person is different, and to uh, blindly assume that every investment can be one size fits all is not going to bring any results. You know, you you have to be able um, to cater the investments to to your investors and offer them the investments based on their specific needs, and and that's what I've been trying to do. Mm. And <clears throat> where would you typically go? If you're a new real estate investor, like most people listening to the show, uh, if you're a new real estate investor, you've done a couple of deals, you're looking to grow and expand your brand. Is there a place that you would recommend to go for uh, networking and meeting new and inv potential investors or, you know, how do you go about doing that? You don't necessarily look and see somebody with a sign over the head says, oh, potential investor, like, oh, I'm going to go talk to you and go over there. Like, where would you go? Sure. Sure. There are actually pl plenty of places to go. Um, where I live, New York, New Jersey, there are tons of meetups um, and, you know, I host two meetups, one in New York, one in New Jersey. Um, you can find a lot of them through meetup website or through bigger pocket uh, website. And uh, a lot of them are specific to, you know, the, the type of interest you have, whether it's syndications, note investing, flipping, um, and, and, you know, private money lending, um, a lot of them specialize in a specific field or niche within real estate. Aside from that, there are tons and tons of conferences. Um, you know, a lot of people that um, are offering real estate education are also hosting conferences. Uh, and, you know, you can go to the conference that are either local to you or are offered um, everywhere in the country, again, depending on your interests. Um, in addition to that, uh, I see some virtual meetups pop up here and there. And again, you can find them through meetup website and, and join them if you are short on time. But, uh, you know, all in all, there are plenty of ways to meet people, whether it's through a group setting or individually. And, you know, if you want to do more of an individual approach, uh, then Bigger Pockets is a great site for that. Um, you can reach out to people individually and, you know, ask about their experiences, ask questions and just uh, uh, take it to the next level and see where mm -hmm. it goes. And for people that have not been to a meetup, uh, your let's take your meetup uh, in particular. What is the general format for your meetup? Do you have a speaker? Does somebody come in and pitch weekly? Do you just discuss one topic? Uh, could you give me a little bit about structure of what your meetup kind of consists of? 
Sure. So I, I do different formats. Uh, in New Jersey, for instance, uh, our format is uh, we normally do some networking at the beginning and then we have a presenter, no pitches. So the presenters uh, will talk about their expertise and what they and share what they know. Uh, but normally, uh, no pitches are offered in a room and then someone networking afterwards. Um, in in New York, I, I do something slightly different. I mean, I do sometimes host events with presenters and other times we just do pure uh, networking, uh, two to three hours nonstop. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, come, get together and, and just talk real estate, talk syndications, exchange ideas, and, and exchange business cards and discuss different topics. I mean, it's it's a great way to get to know each other and it's a great way to get to know what other people are doing and, you know, mm. learn from other Yeah. I think you touched on it uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, I had a lady on the show. Her name is Judy Robinette. Um, she's considered a venture capitalist and she uh, Forbes has considered her, quoted her as having a titanium Rolodex. And she kind of talked about networking and how you should always add value and, you know, really get to know somebody and learn, you know, what's you know, like you were saying, their their life story, like what 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 they're about. And when you meet somebody to always try to add initial value, whether it's, you know, a recommendation, um, you know, a tip, uh, something that you can really help provide value and that in, in a sense will strengthen the the relationship right away and I think you are pretty good at um, listening to people and finding where you can add value uh, to people as well thank you for that Matthew um, yeah I, I agree uh, with uh, that the speaker that you had it's absolutely critical to provide value and not come with intention of uh, taking something from another person you always should come with it to help others and another important point here is when you're giving something to other people do not expect anything in return because you know then it, it becomes um, you know more of um, a business transaction um, you know and when you show that you are here to make business it, it doesn't always present you from a uh, good light so it's always important and uh, absolutely critical to make sure that um, you come with a value to other people and don't ask for anything in return mm -hmm. and can you what would you say is a typical avatar what does a typical avatar look like for uh, someone that's going to invest in in a, in your syndication deals Sure. Um, it's uh, people that are um, either busy with their businesses, so it's business owners, um, you know, business professionals, say um, accountants, uh, doctors, dentists, uh, uh, attorneys that are working in their practice and uh, don't necessarily have the bandwidth to um, actively invest even though they have the funds uh, their main concern is wealth preservation they want to make sure that you know the that uh, wealth is preserved and that's mm -hmm. where i come in um, i help them to make sure that you know the wealth preservation is our main priority uh, but aside from that um, having uh, tax 
saving strategies, uh, opportunities is important and having a residual income is just as important as well. So, um, you know, have, uh, working with uh, such people that are ready and willing to give up the power, uh, knowing that they will not be able to make the decisions on investment, but they will have a, a full 360 degree view into the investment and will know what's going on with the investment and will have income coming into them on a periodic basis um, is absolutely critical for these business professionals and business owners. And so um, they, they agree to that. They agree that, you know, some, let someone else take the charge or the general partners take the charge of the investment. Um, and while they uh, these investors will will watch grow. So mm-hmm. it's busy business owners and busy professionals. Again, people that are happy with their career, successful, uh, and have long hours and don't have the bandwidth to become active real estate investors, but would like to have uh, the benefits, the tax benefits of being um, real estate investors. And they, they get that by investing with us in syndications. Now, do you um, do you find that most business professionals, when you mention commercial real estate or multifamily investing, are most people already aware of these opportunities, or are they have to be educated in the process, or how does that go about? Uh, so depending on the setting, if uh, I'm meeting people at a real estate event, uh, more often than not, they, they are aware of this form of investing. If I'm meeting people outside of it, let's say it's just a power networking event, uh, or like I, I've been to BNI events once or twice, um, if I mention real estate or this type of investing through syndication, most people have never heard of it. So uh, the educational compo- component um, is absolutely criti- becomes absolutely critical in this case. But they, they become interested why, once they mention that this is passive and they get the, um, you know, the returns and the tax benefits and they do not have to do any work. You know, a lot of people become interested to learn more about this and, um, you know, sometimes move forward with the mm-hmm. investments. And what, what would you say is the the best way to educate people? Do you refer them to your website? Do you uh, give them an ebook? Well, how do you how would you educate somebody uh, if you're meeting them at a power networking event and let's say they have you know a five minute conversation? What would what would you, how would you educate somebody? Um, I would say in a number of ways, and it's definitely not done overnight. Uh, but uh, on my website, I have uh, quite a few articles that should give them an idea and general overview um, of uh, what type of investments we do, how to invest, uh, what the investment process will look like, uh, what kind of terminology is used and how to decipher that terminology. And then I talk about um, um 
the market cycles. Um, I, I talk about other um, aspects of uh, commercial real estate investing in general, and then I cover the syndication structure uh, and the legal document as well, uh, documents as well. In addition to that, um, I recommend people um, reading uh, books, and I have a whole library of books that I can recommend to anyone interested. Um, and aside from that, you know, reading um, real estate articles and publications, and, and I share some of the latest developments that I see going on with my audience, um, uh, either through social media or directly through the newsletter that they receive from me. So uh, there's a constant education going on um, all the time. And then, you know, we hop on the calls if necessary, and I explain to my investors um, certain aspects that they need further clarification on. So I would say that that educational component is constantly there and always present. And whenever they need one, they, they know they can reach out to me and ask questions. Nice. And when you meet somebody initially and you're you know, educating them on the process, do you gather or do you acquire their email address and send them monthly newsletters? Do you do anything like that? Um, absolutely. So normally uh, people reach out to me because they found me either through social media or bigger pockets and you know they, they want to join uh, my investment club uh, and they want to be part of it. Um, I don't you know, force emails on anyone, but they, um, you know, either they join the club themselves and they want to receive the updates in the newsletter, or I ask them if they want to be part of it. And majority of people agrees to that, of course, and they, they want to be on my list and, and they want to receive my updates and they want to hear about the um, investments that um, I'm offering to my investors. And can you speak a little bit more about the investment club? What is it? What is your, or what is an investment club? Your so, investment club. Samo Investment Club is again for for the folks that um, I described earlier as my avatar, uh, people that are uh, busy professionals that uh, would like professional help of um, choosing an investment uh, that or investments that fit their profile. So they join my club, and whenever I have opportunities that will. Uh, suit their goals and you know meet their interests then I would share these opportunities with them and we would go over and I help them navigate through that opportunity and then you know it's up to them to make a decision whether they want to invest in it or not mm. and what what uh, so that that come those so when you're in the investment club when new opportunities are presented then um, the people that are in the club are contacted, is that correct? Yep, yeah. So the way I operate, just to clarify uh, on that a little bit, um, I work with a number of deal sponsors that um, have been in the industry for, for a while and work uh, and invest in different commercial asset classes. Uh, so it's not just multifamily. Um, you know, we have offerings and we have investments in uh, mobile home park space and in the storage space. And I am constantly researching other asset classes, uh, thinking of for that more. And you know, I'm researching another asset class uh, right now, the um, uh, residential assisted living facility too 
potentially mm. add, add the asset class to our portfolio and start looking for the investments. But, you know, I take my time prior to uh, jumping into it because I, I want to make sure there is um, uh, in, enough uh, demand in the industry for a particular asset class before I decide to look for investment. So um, once uh, I decide on specific asset class, then I, I start to look for sponsors and then, you know, we establish relationship and then they start sending their deals. And then I do my own evaluation of the deals that come my way. And when these deals uh that um, I evaluate when they meet my criteria and I decide that these are the deals that uh, will be conservative enough to sustain a recession, uh, then and only then I decide to offer it to my investors. And I don't blindly send it to everyone. I normally pick and choose based on my investors' interest as to who would be interested in um, you know, this particular investment, then I try to cater it to them based on their interests. Mm -hmm. And so can you, you touched on it earlier, you said residual income. Can you explain what residual income is to people that don't know? Absolutely. So the way syndications work um, is uh, the, the work that needs to be done um, within syndication is split into two parts. There are active investors who are general partners in the syndication, and then there are limited partners that, who are passive investors in the syndications. And um, as the title um, states that uh, active or general partners are the people that do all the work. They uh, find uh, a deal, they negotiate it, they inspect it, and then they buy and close on it, uh, and then they asset manage it. And they, along with them, they bring passive investors into the deal. So people that will put their funds in exchange uh, for the return. And that return is not a one-time um, fee. It's uh, an income that will be given to them on a periodic basis in the form of dividends. And normally it's distributed on a quarterly basis, some do monthly, but you know more co common than not, it's, it's quarterly basis that people receive uh, dividends on their investment. And in addition to that, um, you know, there are tons and tons of benefits of investing in syndication, but, you know, at the end of the return, uh, obviously when the asset is sold, hopefully it's sold at the gain and, and the investors receive a, a portion of a gain based on their initial investment as well. But uh, the dividends that are paid throughout the lifetime of the investment are given to the passive investors without any work on their side. And that's why it becomes purely residual income. So it's income uh, that did not require any work on their part. And uh, that's why it's completely passive. Mm. Now, let's say you were to invest in uh, storage units. You were saying that uh, multifamily syndications uh, have the resi residual income and most uh, multifamily have residual income either quarterly or monthly. Is that the same for office space as well as, I'm sorry, not office space, uh, storage space? Absolutely. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that still yeah. quarterly or? Yep. Yeah, the, the asset class uh, does not change uh, the structure or the syndication process. It's just a different asset class. But yeah, for the most part, it's uh, very, very, very similar in terms mm -hmm. of the structure and the process itself. Yeah, I, I, um, 
I mean, I'm not the most familiar with storage units, but the the research that I have done, uh, storage units definitely look uh, very interesting. A gentleman was explaining it to me, and he was saying, you know, most people that have their stuff in storage units, if you want to bump bump up the rents for uh, those units, however you really do it, whether it's off uh, square foot or whatnot, if you increase it by, let's say, $2 a month or something along those lines, that most people aren't going to be up in arms mm-hmm. uh, and move out all their stuff. And if you do that for however many storage units you have, it increases the NOI and it's, it, could be a very, it could be a very profitable business. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to realize that, uh, you know, people uh, dump a lot of their belongings into storage and they've done it probably because they had to downsize and potentially because of the recession that the the time may be recession time. And that's why seeing an increase of a couple of dollars in their rent um, is not going to change their decision drastically. But um, the operator, in turn, may decide to do the rent increases not just once a year, but maybe twice a year. Normally, it's not done more than that. Uh, but uh, once or twice a year, if the rent goes up by you know a couple of dollars, it, it does, again, depending on the number of units in the storage, it does uh, reflect significantly on a NOI, on a net operating income. So yes, uh, you have received correct information in that matter. Yeah, beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Well, Alina, I'd like to uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, Usually we close it out wrapping up with some questions here. Uh, First question I have for you is, if you could describe your business in three words, what would it be? Um, I'm in the business of helping people. Okay. And if, um, I'm sorry, then if you could describe, or I'm sorry, do you have a biggest pain point or what is the biggest challenge you are facing right now in your business? Um, I guess as any business owner, um, you know, over time, when you start experiencing growth, it's uh, keeping up with that growth and making sure that, uh, you know, the, the team starts growing at a pace that's sustainable and, you know, the, the company is uh, keeping up with the momentum and um, going in the right directions while, while uh, the growth is there and available for the company. Yeah, it's very interesting. A lot of other people have kind of answered that the same way. The business is growing, like the industry is growing, and then like your business has to grow and keep expanding and figuring out how to expand and keep up with that. So yeah, that's very, uh, very interesting. And then so lastly, uh, we have, uh, we give all the listeners on the show a free PDF and we have a gift from you. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, I will share with you um, a PDF that explains the benefits of investing in a multifamily. Awesome. So if you guys want to get that, you can head on over to rejpodcast.com and click on free investor swag. Once again, go over to rejpodcast.com and click on free investor swag. Well, Lena, thank you very much for being on the show. 
We found your information very valuable and we'll see you on the next go round. Matthew, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show and uh, I'm grateful for the invitation. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. To claim your free investor swag, head on over to rejpodcast.com and click on the tab free investor swag. Wow.